All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for joining us. And I'm so excited today because uh, we have a very special guest, someone I've been trying to get on here for months and months and months, and she's finally here, and it's Julia Deaver. Thanks for joining Hi, us. Thank you. Oh, man, I'm so excited for our listeners to hear your story. Um, she's an amazing woman, and you guys are going to be blown away. Um, before that, though, before I get into giving you a little more background on her, I want to thank our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Thank you so much for believing in me, and I can't thank you enough for helping spread the word of this as well. And then to all the listeners, thank you for your dedication and time that you spend in listening to this. I, I The feedback's been so overwhelming, and I promise you guys today is going to be one of those special treats. So, um, Julia, again, thank you for taking the time. Thank she flew you. in from California. She's in and out of here really quick, so she's uh, taking some uh, time with us today. Thank you. Oh, you bet. So a little background, and and, and by the way, uh, listeners, I will not be able to touch on even a third of what this woman is up to. Um, she's very passionate about experiences that inspire, empower, and connect. And if you if you follow her, if you know her, you that's you. And you really do, you you exude these things and you're really trying to make not only yourself better, but everyone around you a better. Is that fair to say? That's I'm that's my goal. Okay. I love it. Um you're involved with powerful you and women mm-hmm. events. Right. Um you actually uh you're a top notch event event consultant and you're the president of Hello Lovely Events. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yeah, which I want to hear more about as yes. well. Um, you do speaking events all over the place. You, uh, in 2019, uh, you were a Woman of Inspiration nominee. Yes. That's cool. That was cool. Yeah. In Canada, nonetheless. Oh, was it in Canada? <laughs> was... Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's in cool. In Canada. <laughs> you, um, and where I kind of heard about you uh, a long time ago, uh, you're the co-founder of Impact Summit. That's right. Which is helping individuals and businesses lead, influence, and inspire. That's right. And it's a big event thing that you do from time to time. And, um, you know, you know, you're, you're directing high level events. Um, you're, you do all of it. I mean, you basically do, you also do weddings and then corp, big corporate events as well. So like Silicon Slopes Tech Summit was the last big event that we had. That you just finished. Mm -hmm, That we just finished. 25,000 people for Silicon Slopes. Yeah. Incredible. Well, there's so much more here. I don't know what to say because there's just too too much to say, right? And we'll get into some of this stuff, but... Again, you're passionate about designing, influencing, producing events that inspire and empower and connect like we talked about. And you really have, I mean, this is my first time meeting you face to face, but I know a lot of people who know you and they're like, man, you got to get her on. She's amazing. And uh, I've I've followed you for a long time. We've kind of followed back and forth, which has been fun to kind of see what you're up to. Right. and, uh, always up to something. Always up to something. But uh, what I'd like to do is maybe start off, you know, let's give a little background on you, kind of where you grew up and a little bit about your family. Why don't you Great. tell us a little bit about that? So I'm not from Utah. Okay. <laughs> I am actually from North Carolina, um, from oh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Really? Tar- go Tar Heels. Go I'm a Tar Heels. Yeah. yeah. Go. Um, so there's Duke <laughs> and UNC. See, I'm and a UNC NC fan. State. Yeah. So we've got it all. <laughs> Um, but I'm from Raleigh. I'm number seven of eight kids. Yeah, really? Okay. My mom, my dad. And I used to have a Southern accent, super thick Southern accent. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then that all kind of went away. But um, yeah, so I grew up there and then um, went off to college, went to Ricks, and then went to BYU. 
Um, then I lived in an orphanage in Ecuador for four months. Oh, wow. Um, How was that? That was intense. Yeah. Um, you go from having all everything you need to probably down to nothing. Nothing. But, you know, the most amazing thing was I remember being um, 19 and knowing I was in danger of becoming the most selfish person I'd ever met. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You So you, you were you were seeing I this decided. contrast. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. a little bit about my life. Yeah. Um, I grew up, like I said, in a family of eight kids and was abused, um, molested um, okay. by family members in my family and until I was about 14. Oh, and wow. so I had um, kind of grown up being um, silenced in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm not being able to tell my truth or be my true self. And so trying to find out where my voice was through theater and through acting because I could be somebody on stage and I could actually tell a story but not have to tell my story. Right. And so I could hide all the pain and all the things I was going through, but I could still be somebody on stage. And so I found my um, voice through theater and dancing and acting. Um, And then when I went off to college, I realized I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to figure out who I am. And that's when I started realizing I don't know who I am, but I know that I'm selfish because I thought my pain was special. I thought my pain was what made me somebody okay and then i went out in this world and i realized everybody had pain and it was not my pain that made me special it was what i was going to do with my pain that would make me special really you know i love that you say that because i work with a lot of clients you know who are going through addiction and things like that and i see this a lot where they they really do think they're special there's something different and what happens is that keeps them locked into that behavior absolutely their pain is what defines them yeah like I was abused till I was 14. That makes me somehow this like, I'm so hurt. Look at me. No, everybody has pain. It's not your pain. Because I have heard so many stories where they're 10 times worse than mine. But it wasn't until I lived with those children in Ecuador, the orphans. And I'm looking at their faces and I'm realizing if I thought I had it bad, at least I had a mother and a father. At least I had a home. At right. least I knew that I had a meal at the end and of the food, day. Right. And and I'm literally living there with these Catholic nuns and these orphans. And I, it just kind of put things into perspective for me. And I couldn't That's get amazing. enough at that point. I was like, right. I need to go on a mission now. Okay. So then I went and served a mission in the Dominican Republic on the border of Haiti. Okay. Yeah. So God sent me to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And I, the funny part is, is I actually <laughs> asked on my papers to be sent to a third world country in a Spanish speaking mission where I could do welfare work. And God was like, you got it. Check the box. Gave it wow. straight to me and sent me to <laughs> no electricity, no running water, no telephone, no car, no nothing. I Man. mean, I'm talking about the poorest of the poor, yeah. kids running around naked, dirt roads, um, nothing. You have nothing. And it's it was a wake-up call. So again, my pain, realizing my pain's nothing compared to the pain Com- of the world. Right. And you have to put yourself into perspective. The, sure. the world does not revolve around you. Yeah. And so how are you going to first find the light within? And so that's what it's about, was um, figuring out how do I love myself so I can love others. Right. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It was very well said. You know, going back just a little bit, we don't have to go into detail yeah. here, but as you're going through this, you know, being abused, was it something you kept to yourself? Oh, yeah. So you were kind of feeling, I would imagine, pretty alone in those moments because you're not, because I think most kids, 
I hear this a lot, are afraid to even say anything about it. Oh, you're terrified. Yeah. Um, I did tell my parents a couple times. Okay. Um, this is back in the 80s. I was born in 79. Okay. Just right on the cusp of being an 80s. So <laughs> 12, 29, 79. So I'm like three days from being an 80s baby. Yeah. But So I grew up in the 80s where nobody talked about this. Nobody yeah. did things about this. And I think the fear... Um, I later asked my father and he said the fear was that, that his children would be taken away from him if people talked about it or if uh, they knew yeah, about it. And so right. it was very much not only a fear of mine to tell, a fear of the perpetrator to tell, but also a fear of the parents to tell because they were terrified. They didn't know what to do. And we lived in the South and, you know, I don't right. really know. And yeah. so I did tell my parents a couple of times in the conversation usually be came like hey don't do that that's not appropriate you know you shouldn't yeah. be doing that it didn't it didn't help it didn't stop it but um living that way you learn really quick right. to um keep things to yourself and so as a child um i had extreme anxiety and i used to have panic attacks as a little girl oh, really? and not know what they were i just would tell my um, younger sister that I felt like the world was kind of spinning and that I felt like everything was going at like a million miles a minute, but I couldn't control how f the panic attack was like attacking right. me. Sure, yeah. And to go through that as just a little girl and not know. But so I look back and I think I had my whole life already been preparing myself for the almost for um, like a lifestyle like I have now because I already knew how to self-soothe myself through all kinds of extreme panic and right. anxieties and, and yeah. extreme things. Wow. You know, and I love how you said just, you know, a minute ago how you got to that point where, you know, you realize you're being selfish and most kids are at that age. We're, we, we really are. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about us. Right. Um, but where you said you had to try to find that uh, light or that strength or that energy or that love with from within. Right. I'd love to hear more about that kind of journey and how you kind of did Oh, it's that. a constant journey. Don't yeah. kid yourself. Yeah. I mean, I I look back and I I can I can pinpoint so many moments when I had to do that and yet I realize I still do that every day. There's not yeah. a moment in every day that I'm not constantly reminding myself that it comes from within. Mm. It's so easy to yeah. think um, okay, well, this is happening. And so maybe I want to do this, or maybe I want to try this, or maybe I've made a mistake and I've made lots of mistakes. Right. And, but punishing myself for the mistakes I've made is not going to be the way to solve them. It's actually saying, okay, I honor myself for that choice. Mm. I am not going to feel guilt. That That's kind of a an interesting thing that I've recently um, realized is that guilt is a wasted emotion. Mm. There is zero benefit of guilt. Right. There's only benefit in owning my choices, owning my decisions, and making a decision to either do something different or keep doing right. what I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm not going to feel guilty for it wow, because guilt that. only hurts me. Yeah. And I refuse to hurt myself anymore. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. You know, I love what you said. And again, it's it's interesting because it's some of the same concepts and principles I teach my clients is when we own it, right? when we own our, like you said, choices and decisions, I really believe that's when suffering stops. Right. Because we're just taking accountability for right. it, right? So I love that right. you point that out. Right. And no matter what the choice is, just yeah. say, okay. Yeah. I, I think people are feel that they're the only ones in a situation. They mm -hmm. think I'm the only one. And- so going back to my mission, something yeah. that um, people, not everybody knows, but it is becoming more public, is that I was nearly raped on my mission. 
by mm. a local Dominican. Um, and so being beaten and raped on my mission as a missionary and then having to be evacuated out of the Dominican Republic was wow. something that afterwards I was asked to be quiet about. And the yeah. church knows, and I've met with church headquarters, and we've talked a lot about this. And, sure. and the decision was that they thought it was better for me to have that part of my, right. not to talk about it. Yeah. And maybe there was a part of them that thought, hey, we don't want to scare people. Yeah. Maybe. And, sure. But in the end, it, it wasn't better for me. So I kept silent about, besides maybe, you know, my husband and my family. Yeah. Nobody knew what had happened on my mission. And harboring, it felt a lot like the abuse of when I was a child. So okay. I kept silent wow. about my abuse until I was 14 years old, um, pretty much silent. Yeah. And and then again, it was another like 14 or 15 years that I kept silent about what happened on my mission. Yeah. And then it's like you kind of see these patterns where yeah. you're like, why? But once I finally came out and um, met with um, actually church headquarters and spoke with them about what happened all those years ago, yeah. it was the most freeing thing because I thought... I'd read an article in the Salt Lake Tribune where other sisters had been raped on their mission. Yeah. And when I read it a couple years ago, I immediately thought, I thought I was the only one. Okay. All these years, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm the only one. I'm the only one who's had this horrible thing happen. Nobody else has ever experienced this like me. Yeah. So it kind of like defined me in a weird way sure, where yeah. it was still a secret of mine, but it was kind of like, I'm harboring that pain because it's it's mine. Yeah. And it's so special. I thought it was so special. And then when I realized there are tons of there are tons of sisters that go through horrible things and, right. and you're not the only one. Um, it became a PowerPoint for me where I realized um, I can switch that into something where I'm actually able to now talk about it and say, okay, this is, I'm not going to allow this to hurt me. Yeah. Actually, it can, it can heal me. Yeah. I can love go through that. a healing journey through this. No, I love that. It's kind of like, you know, how you're really passionate about connecting with others. Right. And what a way to do that where people see you being vulnerable talking about these things right. now. Right. And they're just like, wow, look at this amazing woman who's doing all these great things. But look what she's been through. Right. And people can relate with that. Right. Everybody right? can relate in some way. Because yeah. either you know someone yeah. or you've I mean, everybody has pain. Yeah. My pain is not your pain. Your pain is not my pain. But everybody knows pain. Yeah, everyone knows that. Right? And the, the thing about pain is that we're so afraid to talk about our pain. The mm -hmm. second you start talking about it, it doesn't hurt you anymore. Yeah. My mission yeah. story doesn't hurt me anymore. My abuse yeah. doesn't hurt me anymore. The only things that hurt me are the things that I don't talk about. Yeah. The things I talk about don't hurt me anymore. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, my family and I, we went and saw the Mr. Rogers movie. Right. And in there, he says, if you can mention it, you can manage it. Right. That's basically what you're it's saying, so there, right? It's so true. I love that. But but here's the problem. If we judge people based mm -hmm. on what they say, yeah. this is where the true love comes in. Okay. So I realized that if you really love others, you don't have any place for judgment. Not one single ounce of judgment yeah. resides with love. And I'm talking about pure love pure, for everyone. For everyone, right. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you look like. I don't care who you are and mm -hmm. what choices you're making. When you really love someone, you don't judge them. Right. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And 
that's something I know you say you work on daily. 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 Right. So what do you do to kind of check yourself right? in that area? What? Meditation. Okay. Yoga. Exercise. <laughs> look in the mirror and and find your own light. I mm-hmm. love to look in the mirror and tell myself I'm beautiful. I love wow. myself. I love that. I go dance. So I danced when I was younger and I found a lot of power in dance. And so I go to the dance studio as often as I can. I try to go every day, but when I travel a lot, sometimes I can't. But every time I go and I see myself in the mirror and I feel that power pose, you know, like they talk about the power pose in the mirror. But for me, it's dance. I see my body in motion. I see my soul residing in this beautiful body. And I recognize that my soul is internal inside of this but really it's exuding out of me because i allow it right because i see myself and i say there i am yeah look at me like what a blessing and so that part of me it's important for people to see themselves and say i know i'm a value i know i'm rare i know i'm special right and so as soon as you believe it if you don't believe it, nobody else will. Right. But once you do, and once you know it, it's not just about believing. Once you really know it, everybody else will know it too. Well, and and you think about all the amazing things you're involved with. I mean, you're. I mean, and we're going to get into that. But it's. Beca- I mean, you're just so confident. I mean, let's be honest. You're yeah. so confident. I mean, were you like that even as a kid, though? I mean, did you grow up kind of confident Um, or were you? No. Or did you learn this through this process of what you've been through? Right. I think it's um, ebbs and flows. Life is like waves or Uh actually I tell people life is a heartbeat. You see a heartbeat and I think it's interesting that your heartbeat goes up and down constantly. I don't think there's any coincidence that there's no coincidences in life. God knows exactly what he's doing. You (laughs) can find things in everything you look around you. You can find some way to bring that into the universe and how God Mm -hmm. has really opened that to you. But this heartbeat of like ups and downs and ebbs and flows and waves and all of it, it, it's constant. And so then don't be afraid of the the downs because you know, there's always an up. It's going to come up. It always comes up. So don't be afraid of the down, let the down come and let the up go. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I, again, being, um, a child of abuse, I think that I always kind of sought attention. Um, I never sought it in a healthy way. I don't think because you're kind of not sure, Sure. but then through theater, I was able to find a healthy outlet. Um, but I, I think there's something interesting about connecting your soul to, um, and allowing your soul to be open to hearing and feeling the spirit of whether it's God, universe, source, whatever you want to call this, whatever it is for you. And I love that it's different for everybody because that's what makes us special. Yeah, Being different is what makes you special. Do not, I tell everybody, the worst thing you could ever do is try to be like somebody else. Yeah, Because what makes you special is that you're different. So whatever I that is for you, that. Your, your universe, your center, your yeah. God, your spirit, your guides, once your spirit is super open to that, and you allow the voice to really kind of enter your, yeah. and maybe it's your, like I've heard people talk about how maybe it is your, your spirit just talking back to your spirit, like that there's maybe, that there's all kinds of ways that we can right. kind of look at this. But I think about how once I did that, I realized that there are literally, in my mind, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that have gone before me, millions of people that have right. gone before me that are cheering me on. Wow. 
right now. Yeah. And that not, not any of them want me to not be successful. Every one of them wants me to succeed. And I literally see them in my mind. Like I, like I can literally see them saying, we love you. We are here for you. This is what you are called to do. And so the confidence comes from them. And then what happens is, is then when I sacrifice time with my kids, people don't realize how hard it is to fly in and out of California and to say goodbye to my children. And and she has three beautiful kids, by the way, Three beautiful kids that are, but, but I did 12 years. I, I was 12 years home with my children right? until my daughter was in school. And so now my son is 13, 11 and seven. Okay. And, I really gave myself my all to my kids. For sure. And then I realized it was time for me. Yeah. And so I've only been really out there putting myself out there for like a year and a half. Wow. And this is what's happened in a year and a half. I know it's crazy because <laughs> if you look at your stuff, is right? you think we've been doing this for a hundred years. No. It's amazing. Like a year and a yeah, half. Like a year and a couple months ago we had the first impact summit. Yeah. I mean it's just yeah. amazing. Right? Yeah. Wow. To think about the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. When you are actually doing what you're in alignment to do. Yeah. And boy, I tell you, I got chills when you were saying there's these millions of people cheering me on. Like what perspective that is. Right. Like, I I mean, it chokes me up a little bit to think about that because I've never thought of it that way. And as you were saying this, I'm going, I need to do this. Right. I need to be remember that because it's true. But see their faces. Don't just see. Yeah. I actually can see faces. Visualize it. Oh, I, I, I don't know if it's just that I feel that I'm already connected to them, but I can literally see their faces and I literally feel them saying, like, I will help you make the way. I This is what you're called to do. Wow. You are here. I am here because of them and their sacrifices. Yeah. And every time I think about that, how do I not do what I'm supposed to do? How do I not empower more women? How do I not empower more men to support their wives, to support women? How do I not give people who are voiceless a voice? Right. How do I not say to the woman who's sitting there saying, I can't do that? Oh, yes, you can. Because <laughs> yeah. trust yeah. me, sister, right. I've been through it. Yeah. I was home for 12 years. I remember laying in my bed, crying my eyes out to my husband and saying, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And and then finally saying, but I have to do something. Yeah. I know I've got to do something. Right. And then finally, just like feeling the path. And it's one step at a time. The hardest step is the first step. Yeah. But keep going. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's that first step. Because once we do that, we're like, oh, okay, I can, yeah. I can do this. Like I did that. Yeah, I did so that. So I can do that. So I can do this right. one now. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Yeah. But I think that fear keeps us from doing that first step. Oh, for sure. Right? And so, yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, I know this has led you into doing such an amazing, amazing things now, which I want to talk about, you know, talk a little bit about like the, what you have done in the last year and a half. I know that's a big question, (laughs) but what maybe stands out to you right now? Like what, what really is like at the top of that list? Impact Summit. Okay. So talk about that. Putting an event together by myself with Josh Steinley and Rob Duffin. But really, even they self-admit that a lot, 99% of the work was done by me. Sure. And knowing that I could achieve that, I had to put so much confidence in myself just to achieve that event, to be successful. So that was really a pinnacle moment when I thought I knew I could. And now that I know that I can, 
I know I can do anything else. Right. And so doing the Impact Summit, um, working with some phenomenal people like James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy. Yeah. Um, right. Drew Manning, who's phenomenal, Fit to Fat to Fit, being with Powerful You, help, like helping that LA event. And we just had Powerful Women yeah. this past weekend at the Grand America. It's amazing. Um, then not only that, but I've got eBay's International Women's Day coming up. Um, so I've got an event with them, uh, Silicon Slopes Tech Summit, um, BYU. I'm on the board advisory for the Experience Design Management Program. Okay. Connecting. I'm the executive director of Working Moms Connection. So supporting women and working moms especially to know that you can do it and it's your choice to do it. Right. That's important to me. Um, wow. The list goes on and on and on. But I think um, working with the Unique Foundation um, some other couple of incredible companies that are also that I've worked with and just been a part of. And, yeah. but I think the most important thing is not all of these events and not all these companies. It's walking into a room. I don't live, I don't live here in Utah, but yeah. I can, this happened last night. I walked into Sigma Delta Chi at the University of Utah, right? I don't I didn't <laughs> right. I didn't go to you. <laughs> I did I was there um to meet one of the governor candidates for governor, Thomas um oh I forget his uh last name, but I'm there to meet him and I walk I'm walking through the door and there's a group of like maybe ten college people kids guys right at this delta whatever they're there's for our frat houses mm -hmm. and they look at me and they're like you're julia deaver <laughs> and i'm sitting there and i'm like okay there's like 10 college boys that like how <laughs> random is this right really and i can go to a grocery store i can go to a restaurant i can go to um anywhere and people know who i am yeah. and and I'm, I'm not saying that to be like to brag on me, but what I mean is that my voice is being heard. Yeah. That's the biggest impact. And that I get letters from people on LinkedIn. I get emails from people. I get um, messages and texts and they say, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And there are women who will send me messages on Facebook and LinkedIn and they say, I live vicariously through you. Keep doing what you're doing. Everything you're doing matters to us. Yeah. Because you kind of uh, sometimes think like, is this really worth it? Yeah, my because because yeah. I feel like I'm sacrificing a lot. Yeah, and I feel like I've made a lot of dumb mistakes in the process. But am I really? Is this worth it? And then somebody says, like, you're inspiring me. I had someone say to me, um, who's known me my whole life, say to me, you know, you just inspired me to help me lose like a hundred pounds. And you're like, really? Because that's not even like my journey. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah. But it, but yet they're like, but I see you doing stuff, and I want to do it too. Like I want to do things. Yeah. And and that was their obstacle. And so the biggest impact and the greatest thing is is actually the people, the inspiration. Yeah. It's making a difference in their life, whether they just recognize me and they're like, wow, I really, I love what you're doing. I love your content. I love yeah. that. Or if it's just a hug and a smile and saying, you're amazing. Yeah. Like, I will help you in any way I can. That's what matters. Yeah. Well, I think too, as you're saying this, I'm thinking... The only way that works is because you're authentic. Right. You know what I mean? Like your message is authentic. And if you think about it, what you've been through, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but yet because of that, yeah, it's like, you know, for lack of a better term, powerful you. Right. right? It's, right. It's, it's empowered you to right. do these amazing things. But people can relate because you come, I mean, even just sitting here with you right now, you're very authentic 
and you're very genuine. And I think that's that's why people accept the message. Right. And that's why you got, you know, even college kids going, I know yeah, you, I you're know Julia. You. You know? Right. But so. the thing is, is that I find it's interesting <laughs> because the reality is I'm just a mirror. I, I reflect mm-hmm. back their own light. Right. It's not my light that they see. It's their light that they see. Mm. I just show it to them. And then when they tell me something and I say, you're amazing. And they're like, wow. It's just me giving back to them what Mm -hmm. they already see. Yeah. But they just need somebody to say, I see this in you. Like you are powerful. And then they're like, I I love that. But I think there's not enough people out there saying, you're amazing. Yeah. Like, look at who you are. There's yeah. so much you can do. And I think they're they're kind of afraid. Yeah. Um, and students really need a strong voice. They need strong. We, Utah needs strong women leaders. Yes. You really do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of time to wake up, Utah. Like, yeah. it really is. Well, and I think that's part of your mission, right? You're trying right. to empower women right. to, to do what you're to doing. do anything that, no, actually, don't well, do I what mean, I'm doing. Do uh, anything yeah. that you love, that's what but I meant. do yeah. it. For sure. Do what you love. Yeah. I don't care what it is you want to do. Yeah. But do something and help others in the process. I love that. That's so amazing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more on that. You know, if and I know this is a big question and I'm not sure what you're gonna say, but I have an idea. If if you could change anything of what you went through growing up, would you? No, never. How come? Not anything. I, and I, 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 I figured that's what you were going to say. Never. <laughs> I would not change a single thing. I don't I don't regret or... Because like I said, guilt is such a wasted emotion. Guilt for anyone is a wasted emotion, not right. just my guilt. Right. That's a message to the universe. Like that's a message to every human being that will ever live and does live. And whoever hears this message from me right now, do not feel guilty and do not allow others to feel guilty on your behalf. Mm. That is such a waste. Oh. If you are out there and you are saying, feel guilty for what you've done to me, you're horrible. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. They should never, there's no, there's no benefit of that. Own it, forgive it, move on from it. Wow. That is your power. Yeah, so good. literally own it, forgive it and move on from it. The more you want someone to feel guilty, the more you harbor hate. The more you hold on to guilt, the more you harbor hate. You cannot reside in light when you hold on to these things. So everything that happened to me, okay, that happened. I signed up for this. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. There's probably going to be a lot of other stuff that happens in my life. That's okay. Wow. Right? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Because no matter what, if we can just focus on what we can do and what we do have control over, we can get through anything. Yeah. And, and I really feel, I really feel that that's your power. That is your superpower is the ability to move on. Yeah. Own it, forgive it, move on from it. Right. What a great mantra, right? Right. Like that, just live your life like just that. Just live your life. And I, and I love what you said there. Like when we, when we hold on to guilt or shame or remorse mm-hmm. and all that stuff, it, like you said, it dims our light. Right. And I love that you said that because we, we're, we're light, right? right? We're light, we're energy, we're love. And it, it, it gets diminished when we do that versus when right. we, you know, kind of like what you're doing, you're letting your light shine. Well, right? 
I'm just letting myself be me. Right. So I don't even think about it. It's just, hey, this is who it is. <laughs> like you're going to take it or leave it, love right. it or hate it. It's right. me. Here he is. And yeah. not only that, but what I've realized was years ago, I remember Oprah said this and I've always loved Oprah. And she said, the thing you try to hide is the thing that shows the most. So I remember Ooh, thinking wow. to myself, well, if I'm trying to hide my abuse, and if I'm trying to hide my my rape on my mission and if I'm trying to hide my sadness and my depression and if I'm trying to hide all of these things and my shame and my guilt and my hurt and my then that's all that anybody sees in me right so why would I try to hide it anymore why not just be open about it confront it deal with it and move on from it so that that's no longer an issue right and so the thing you're trying to hide is the thing that people see so when you you've met people like this where they're oh, yeah. trying to hide their pain and that's yeah. all you're like you are clearly in pain right like it's clear it's yeah. written all over you you're right because you can't you're you're all you are made up of is energy yeah even though we have a physical body this physical body is literally made up of energy everything is like an aura of energy around us right if you allow that energy to heal your energy becomes a source of positive energy so you now are a positive light that literally revolves around positive light so you are you're projecting love to others yeah and that's what they feel but if but you have to love yourself first yeah how what would you say to someone that's maybe listening to this right now and right. they're like man i don't love myself yeah how how do they get through that how would they what advice could you give them because obviously you've been through this right. process what would you tell them um i would tell them it's a personal journey okay that they need to first find the things that they love to do what makes them special? What makes them unique? And don't, don't, don't let those things. So I had a girl say to me the other day, and I'll just give you an example. Sure. She says she comes up, she was a student and she said, um, how, do, how do you do what you do? She's like, cause I'm so afraid. She's like, um, how do I balance being a mother and working and having kids mm -hmm. and being a wife and doing all these things and having a career? And, and I'm looking at her and I'm like, so how many kids do you have? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not married or anything yet. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like and I looked at her and I was like, are you kidding me? Right. I said, where is this coming from? And she's like, well, my mom. And I said, don't you speak to your mom for 30 days. <laughs> and I literally, right. and I was dead serious with her. And I said, right. you have to detox. Uh -huh. You have to detox it out of your system. Yeah. Because you don't know who you are. You want everybody else to tell you who you are. Right. You don't know what you want what you what what is important to you so everybody is going through a personal journey to find out what they love about themselves and why they love themselves first find out who you are so you have to say to yourself okay so if you want tattoos yeah. up and down your body good go do it own it i wow. tell people all the time i'm like you want a mohawk own it you want purple <laughs> hair own it you you want to you want to run 100 marathons or whatever like yeah. you want to do whatever it is own it yeah. you want to be the best at this own it you want to yeah. be whatever yeah the best cowboy the the best whatever do it own it but decide that's this is say this is me this is yeah. what i am own it and don't be afraid of don't be afraid of it yeah and every bit of it um i would say what it is, is it's once you've acknowledged it, you have to acknowledge it first. Yeah. So acknowledge it and then embrace it and then allow it. Right. And then don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. So owning it in the sense of saying, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Take it or yeah. leave it. 
but I love me because once you love you, it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And you can walk into a room of 25,000 people and realize, I don't care. Yeah. Because I love me. Because I love me. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. One of the things I'll tell my clients is uh, love of self will prove to be the most powerful antidote over any unwanted or addictive behaviors, period. Right. And so I'm 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 on board with that. Right. Loving who right. you are and knowing that is. But powerful. you have to get first through the addiction. Go to yes. a healthy addiction, exercise, sure. whatever it is. Like yeah. find the health, the healthy version of it, so that you get away from the negative. Right. Because the problem is there's a, there's always a dark to every light. Yeah. And there's always a light to every dark. Mm. So you can make anything that's light dark, and you can make anything that's dark light. Mm. So literally, all you have to realize is if you're in a dark place, find the Find the opposite. Okay. So whatever the addiction is, find the opposite. So for me, it was exercise. It was um, being healthy, being happy, meditation, yoga, dance, my children. Find the beautiful things in life, right? Right. Serving others. Serving others has been one of the most healing journeys for me. Right. Putting myself in a position where I'm intentionally uncomfortable is also really good. Yeah. Like literally saying, <laughs> I own this. I am intentionally growing. I'm intentional about my life. Right. I choose these things. Man, that's powerful. Helping others, I think, right. is a big thing. Um, why has that been so profound for you, do you think? Well, because you forget about yourself. Yeah. And kind of goes back to your experience right? with the, the uh, was it, where did you go again? Um, to Ecuador. Ecuador. Uh huh. Yes. And um and then my husband and I we served in a Spanish branch for five years. Okay. So we were my children only knew church in Spanish, <laughs> and so we're in, we're in Spanish branch for five years. And I remember the first Sunday we went, I had the worst PTSD because oh. of my mission. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I yeah. remember going back and just crying and saying, I don't think I can do the Spanish branch thing because everything about it is haunting me. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't spoken about my mission yet. To anybody oh that's right and so yeah. it was really like this thing where i'm like i can't do this like it i can't um it, it's traumatizing for me mm-hmm. and then as soon that journey of being in that spanish branch helped me to heal from what happened and it helped me open up about it and then helped me through this whole process so five years dedicating myself to serving the wow. spanish branch in california yeah. and loving every minute of it but serving others reminds you you are not your pain and you are not the center of the universe and that there is always somebody else right that needs your love and so i think it's that amazing. it's it's a give and a take yeah right there's a yin and a yang sure. there's there's like i said there's ups and downs of everything so serving loving helping um growing from it but i think yeah you you love yourself more when you love others Dang, that's profound. Right? I love that. It's just true. Yeah. It right? Because yeah. didn't if you believe in Jesus Christ, that's what he did. If you believe in whoever, like Buddha, um, Gandhi, like if you believe in just the universe itself, these principles are from every religion, every source. True. Yeah. The principle is put others first. Yeah. Put others first. Love. Give away love, right? Right. Man, that is amazing. So I wanted to ask you, I mean, a lot of people know you and, and you're doing a lot of great things. You've also mentioned stuff that you're doing. You work out, you do yoga, you meditate. What does like your morning look like? Do you do something every morning that kind of gets you centered? And maybe it is part of the meditation right. yoga stuff, but is there other things that you do? Yes. Yeah, so um, my children, right? <laughs> you wake up to their face <laughs> sure. every day, <laughs> right? And start your day healthy. 
Right. So for me, um, so I started seven years ago with um, like a healthy way to start my breakfast morning. Okay. And and people don't realize that what you feed your body also feeds your mind mm-hmm. and it feeds your spirit. So for me, it's also healthy living, healthy eating, healthy. Ev- it's the whole, the whole package. package. Right. So we start our morning with like the most healthy protein, vegan, green probably disgusting to most people, but every morning <laughs> right. my body craves this yeah. and you go right into it. And it's kind of that like morning ritual of thanking God that you're awake and alive yeah. and, and starting your healthy morning that way. It's thanking your children for allowing me to be their mother. Mm, um, that's awesome. Throughout even the most difficult of things that, you know, whatever you're facing together as a family, um, you know, thanking God before you leave the house every day that you're able to do that. Um, and then um, exercising every day is really important. Yeah. And then putting others first right. throughout the rest of your day. Throughout the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm assuming that these are the same type of principles you teach your children. And, yes. And, and obviously and they're younger, but they're probably... Children see yeah. more than, than they'll be taught. They right. know and they hear it, they feel it. Yeah. And then every night I meditate okay. and I do it for one hour and oh, I write wow. in my journal as I do it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cool. And so as I'm meditating yeah. and I'll, I'll decide like a, a personal mantra of the day okay. and that'll be the thing. So if I'm in the middle of like a crisis in the middle of the day, I'll pull into uh, a safe place for myself and just go back into, I am light. I am love. I possess everything I need to achieve everything I need to achieve. And if you can just process that for even like five minutes and just in peace, you can go right back into whatever's, whatever that thing is. And, and then realizing it's not the end of the world. It's really okay. This too shall pass. And so every day, and then writing down all of the things that come into your mind and as you place them, and as you know that that light is coming in from whatever greater source that you believe in, that it's coming to you, which means it's for you. Right. And what is meant for you will not pass you by. What is meant for you is already yours. You just have to be open to receive it. Wow, that's amazing. Very profound. That's beautifully said. Now, I know you're you're involved with a lot of things, doing a lot of things. What are some maybe some future plans that maybe you could share with us if you if you could? Um, what do you what do you got on? What are some of your maybe goals that you're going to shoot right. for coming up? Well, um, so one of the goals that I have of this year is to finally run my marathon, which okay. I technically <laughs> had last year. And I remember when James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy, texted me and said, did you get your marathon in this year? <laughs> no, I didn't. But this year, 2020. Right on. And um, again, with a lot of some big organizations I can't mention quite yet, but right. to really focus on empowering women to find to refining my own light i think that finding your light is amazing but refining your light is also Mm, a process so once you have found it it's not it's kind of like what do i do now and you have to realize where's the funnel gonna go and how are you going to refine it and kind of use it as like a laser like have you ever seen like how they laser leather yeah. Like how they burn into yeah, the it. Burning and kind right of, into right? it. Right. Yeah. Like and I, I like that they say burn, like they're actually burning through it. Like sometimes we have to burn away like the 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 raw right. rawness of ourselves. Sure. And so I think refining our light is important once you've figured out what it is you want to do. Yeah. So I think this is the year for refining myself. 
And um, considering I've only really put myself out there a year and a half, I think <laughs> it's it's good to do that. Yeah. And helping as many people as I can in the process, as many women as I can in the process. Yeah. Um, depending on which organization I go with, that may look, feel and different. But sure. all I know is I want to dedicate my life to serving and loving others in whatever capacity that God, universe, light, whatever it is that yeah. whatever I can do. I will do that. Wow, that's amazing. Man, that is so such a, a powerful uh, mindset that you have here, and it really is inspiring me to sit here listening to you. And uh, if, if someone wanted to reach out to you and get to know you better, learn more about what you do, what would be the best way for them to, to reach to out to you? Me. Yeah, to find you. I think you. LinkedIn is a really um, okay. positive way. LinkedIn, on Facebook, and um, Instagram, those are kind of harder but um linkedin is a great way linkedin's probably the um, best way julia deaver yeah I'm easy to find yeah <laughs> i think i'm the only julia deaver on linkedin but <laughs> which is pretty uh, amazing because i thought right. oh, i'll be the only todd sylvester on there no there's like five or six right. like, where are they coming from right. you know yeah so i'm pretty easy to find pretty much everywhere yeah. but um yeah and just find me and my greatest love is helping others to right. to achieve so whatever it is and however i can help connect so if i have a way somebody says hey i've always wanted to connect with so-and-so i will do everything i can to connect that person and it's all for the love of it it's yeah. not for, for just yeah just because you there's no you. gain yeah yeah wow well i can't thank you enough for being willing to do this for me and it really is my honor to have you here it, thank Truly. you it's my honor too no i know i i but i you know i've been I've been trying to get you on for a long, long time, and you've been so patient with me, and we've been back and forth. Right. We've missed each other a few times, right. but I, I can't thank you enough for sharing such wisdom and such, you know, powerful principles that you know spread throughout every one of us. Right. It's been so very beautifully said. Thank and, you. And thanks for your vulnerability and sharing some of the stuff that you've struggled with as yeah. well. Well, that's where the power is. So. Yeah. Let's yeah. all be more vulnerable. Let's do it. Right? Let's, do, Let's it. do it. Yeah. And back to what you said a minute ago, own it, forget it, move on from That's it. That's right. I love that. That is so right. powerful along many other things. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time and and uh, for just making my day, actually. Thank you. Yes. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Well, there you go, folks. That's uh, Julia Deaver. She's an amazing woman, as you can very well tell. I knew you guys would be blown away by this. I am. I'm just... Uh, I'm just so grateful and i i i, I want to just echo the words of what she's saying is that we're all love we're all light and and let's let's just share it the best that we can and you know i loved when you said it's like it's when someone sees the goodness in you it's just the reflection of them right. how powerful that right. was because can you imagine yeah. if we all realized like that we can reflect back that person's light. We, why would we not be constantly saying like, <laughs> look at you, you're amazing. I know. Oh right? man, that is so beautiful. Find said. the good in others yeah. no matter what. Yes, awesome. Well, Julie, you're amazing. Listeners, obviously you're gonna love this. Share this with all that you can and, and let's, let's spread the good word here and the good light and the love and all of it, you know. But thank you for believing in me and thanks once again for uh, tuning into this, another amazing story. Julia, once again, thanks for being here.